Hello everyone and welcome back to Maya's Reviews, a podcast and blog where I review all types of movies and novels. I'm Maya and thank you for joining me for another movie review today. I promise that I am not just doing movie reviews now, this is just how it happens to fall, but hopefully next week, assuming I am on schedule, I will have an episode out reviewing the entire Shadow and Bone trilogy, so look out for that. That should be my next episode, but I am so excited because hopefully I will be on time and I will have a good amount of reviews to share with you guys, including some special things around October for Halloween, where I will hopefully be sharing my favorite horror movies since it's Halloween, you guys, and Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. So I'm really excited because it's only, what, two months away now? Well, I guess a month away now, right? Because it's nearly September. But um, I am so excited for today's review because while it is definitely an interesting one, I don't necessarily know how I feel about it. That's not true. Like, I know what my rating is, but in my heart, it's a different thing. (laughs) Um, So we'll see, and I will go over my review today. Today, I'm reviewing They Slash Them, which came out this year, directed by John Logan. Before I start my review, I want to throw out a little disclaimer really quick. There will be spoilers in this review, so if you have not watched the movie yet and you wish not to spoil it for yourself, I recommend waiting to, to listen to this episode till later. Um, there are also some content warnings that I will be discussing. Usually I don't discuss uh, parts of a movie that are triggering in my review, but I think that this is a huge part of the story itself, so it's really important to talk about it, so I will be talking about it. I realized while I was editing this that I let you know there were content warnings, but I didn't share what those content warnings were, uh, even though I had them written down, so. Real quick, the content warnings include death, homophobia, transphobia, physical and psychological torture, pedophilia, animal abuse, animal death, and mention of animal torture, and sexism. So please be aware because I will be discussing those in this episode and they do occur in the movie. So if you're going to watch this, be aware of that. I'll do a spoiler-free section first and then I will go into spoilers. So just be aware of that and I will let you know when the spoilers are incoming. So just be aware of that and let's get into it. The movie was directed by John Logan and... Produced by Bloomhouse Productions, it is a thriller or horror movie and was released on Peacock on August 5th, 2022. It is rated TV mature and is 101 minutes long. Its average rating on Letterboxd is 1.6 stars out of 5. They Slash Them follows a group of teenagers at an LGBTQ plus conversion camp who endure unsettling psychological techniques while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. And before I get into the cast, as always, I apologize if I pronounce anyone's names wrong. I'm horrible at names, so just <laughs> go with that as you will. 
the movie stars Kevin Bacon as Owen Whistler, Theo Germain as Jordan Lewis, Anna Chalamsi as Molly Erickson, Carrie Preston as Dr. Dr. Cora Whistler, Katan as Alexandra Chavin, Austin Crute as Toby O'Neill, Anna Lore as Kim Hartman, Monique Kim as Veronica Lim, Cooper Koch as Stuart Smith-Williams, Darwin Del Fabro as Gabriel Hernandez, Haley Griffith as Sarah Cahan, Boone Platt as Zane Whistler, and Mark Ashworth as Balthazar Riggs. So, the movie takes place in modern times, and as the description says, it takes place at a conversion camp, which the premise was interesting to me. I was actually really excited for this movie. The idea of people going to a conversion camp and already that experience in itself is horrible enough, but then on top of that you have a killer walking around. That was intriguing to me, so I was looking forward to watching this movie because I was expecting it to be truly horrific, and then it came out and the reviews were horrible. (laughs) Everyone was saying they hated this movie, and so um, I had talked to my friend about wanting to watch this movie, and I was like, you know what, they're saying it's horrible, but you know what, we should watch it anyways. So, what we did was we set up a tent in my friend's backyard, and we were in the pitch black (laughs) watching this movie, and I think that is one of the only reasons I enjoyed it. Um, I will say that I, objectively, this is a horrible movie. Uh, there's really nothing exciting about it when you actually watch it. There, It's not really a scary movie, and I'll get into what really scared me later, probably in the spoiler section. If not, you know, it's it'll be in here. But I, this was not really a scary movie. It was, I mean... I guess it could scare some people, but for me, it was just a bunch of cheesy uh, jump scares that you could see coming from a mile away, and I was definitely entertained while I watched this movie, but again, I don't think it was because of the movie itself. I think it was the fact that I was watching a new horror movie in the dark in a tent, and I immersed myself into the scariness, right? So I think the setting in which I watched this, and I also, I watched it with a friend, so, you know, it, we were laughing at certain parts and scared at certain parts, because I think watching a horror movie by yourself, it depends, like, if it's a really scary movie, it can be even scarier, but if it's just a scary movie, it could, for me, it's not as scary. I don't know what it is. I think it's the energy of other people that scares me, because I pick up on that, and it affects me, if that makes sense. Uh, so I think the setting in which I watched this really is what made me like this movie, because surprisingly, I would say this is a three out of five star movie. Uh, I enjoyed it, objectively I said. It is a horrible movie. Um, I know a lot of people hated it, but for me, I don't know what it was, but I did enjoy it. Uh, would I watch this movie again? Absolutely not. But I did like the experience that I had while watching this movie. So I think 
it's in the it's in the middle it's in the middle because there are a lot of parts that I did not like about this movie and there were some that I really enjoyed and I think are important especially in the horror genre so I will get into that in a second the movie promises a slasher feel uh, that's how it was marketed, and so I was looking forward to kind of a Friday the 13th type of thing, uh, because Kevin Bacon was in the original Friday the 13th, so I was kind of like, oh, that's that's funny, that'll be cool. And throughout the movie, they do make little uh, remarks relating to Friday the 13th. I think one of the girls literally says that uh, they're expecting Jason Voorhees to walk out of the woods, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, I think... The main thing with this movie is the idea was there, but I think the execution was poor. The characters and the casting, the acting was pretty good, I would say. I think it was just the script and the plot itself that made this movie really fall flat. Uh, and I can't really get into a lot of why that is till I get to the spoilers, so I'm just going to keep it basic for right now. But I would say this does not feel like a slasher at all. Um, you you kind of go in expecting for the characters at the conversion camp, not the counselors or whatever you would call them, the owners of the camp, you would think that the campers themselves would be the ones getting murdered. And I feel like if it had gone that way, it would have made this movie so much more interesting. Uh, but the thing is, is that the characters don't really know that they're in danger the entire time. Like, they know, obviously, being at a conversion camp in itself is dangerous. Uh, there are so many things wrong with that. Um, but they don't know they're actively, uh, being hunted, I will say, by a murderer. They don't know a murderer's loose in the camp, so they're just kind of going about their day, and it doesn't really, I think, t towards the last third of the movie is when they find out, and so there's not really that much tension throughout the movie. It's just kind of going along, and then eventually you get the ending scene, and you're like, oh. So I think that's one of my complaints, is that there was not enough tension in this movie to make me genuinely feel fear, the horror for me came more from psychological elements and being unsettled than anything. There are some kills in here, but like I said, you can see them come from a long ways away. And they're not really... They're not unsettling. They're not scary. So I think the scariest parts came from the psychological elements that I will get into in my spoiler section. I will say that the struggles of the characters felt real. I think the characters were my favorite part. And I, I hesitate to say that this is good representation of the LGBTQ community because there's a lot of stereotyping that is going on. But then on the other hand, a lot of stru struggles that people deal with in the community are brought up and I think felt very real. I don't know if they're dealt with the best, but they they definitely felt real. And I could definitely relate to some of the struggles that these characters were having. So I think in a way it has some good representation, but in another way it does not at all. And obviously there there is some romance in this movie. 
I really, really enjoyed the one couple. I think it was, was it Veronica and is her name Kim? Let me see. Yeah, Veronica and Kim. I really enjoyed their relationship. I think it added some, some things to the movie. But a lot of the characters are questioning their sexuality and they are in this conversion camp, which at the beginning seems to be friendlier than normal conversion camps. You know, they're not like spewing uh, hatred at the characters. And then it swiftly takes a turn and you're like, oh no, this is just a regular conversion camp where uh, people are being told not to be themselves. And with the romance, I will say there were some very uncomfortable and just random sex scenes in the movie that I feel like didn't have to be included if they wanted to allude to it, I think it would have been fine, but they were so just in your face that they just were, and they were so random too, that they didn't really flow with the story, and it was just random, and I was like, you guys don't have to be exactly like Friday the 13th, like, you don't have to, um, do this just randomly in the movie. Also, too, there's um, a random musical number in the middle of the movie uh, to a Pink song, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Pink. I don't think I've listened to many of their songs since, like, 2015. Um, and it was just random. It was unneeded, unwanted. Uh, I've been trying to get it out of my mind for a long time. And... I don't know. It, there were, like I said, there's some things in here that I liked. I'll get into what I liked because it sounds right now like I don't like anything on this movie, but I'll get into it. I don't know. It was, the, the musical number was definitely interesting and I don't think it should have been in the movie at all. Uh, I don't think it was necessary or needed. It didn't do anything for the story. It was just there uh, and it was definitely an interesting an interesting part of the movie that I wish to forget. So, uh, <laughs> but now getting into more of what I liked, I guess, the parts of the movie that really scared me. Like I said, they were more psychological. The kill scenes didn't really upset me. They didn't really scare me because the people being killed were horrible people. And I don't think anyone deserves to die in a horrible way, but like they were horrible, horrible people. There are quite a few, I think there's at least three that I recognized, uh, pedophiles in this movie. Characters, not the actors, geez. Um, they, the one guy, I think, was it Balthazar? I think, was spying on girls while they were showering. He had a camera in the bathroom and, you know, like I said, I'm not saying the people who are gross in this movie got what they deserve, but I, I think they got what they deserved. Um, and then there's the, and then there's, I think they're a married couple. I think it's Zane and Sarah who steal these kids' phones, the campers' phones, and just look through their phones at their uh, photos. And it they're just gross. And... One of the key parts, too, is that I'm pretty sure Zane and Sarah were both gay and they had came to this conversion camp and then they stayed as counselors. 
and it shows how hypocritical a lot of the evil characters in this movie are. The killer themselves was n- was not unexpected. I kind of saw it coming. It it wasn't a very the reveal wasn't very creative. It didn't make me go like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that at all. It was just kind of there. Um, and it was lackluster. Like, it didn't really do anything for me. There was one twist, though. Sorry. There was one twist, though, that I did not expect. And I will get into that in the spoilers. But I turned to my friend and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, wow, okay. So I did not expect some some parts, but a lot of the movie was predictable. Um, which... I sometimes I don't really care about but I think with this movie there was so much going wrong that I was like come on like at least at least make it make it unpredictable you know I will say that this movie is very cheesy it's very cringy uh very stereotypy and I think a lot of things are wrong majority of the things in this movie are wrong I think are, are bad. I think a, the only thing that I truly enjoyed was the characters and their struggles and how realistic those struggles really were. Some of the psychological uh, horror that came in with the conversion camp because, you know, they're conversion camps. They're playing mind games to damage the people there. And I think, like I said, the setting I watched this in really, really impacted my rating of the movie. But objectively, I think this is a pretty, pretty bad movie. Uh, I hate to say that about things because a lot of work goes into movies and books and all types of media. And I, you know, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but I just did not... I don't know. I, I think that this is definitely a movie that a lot of people will hate, and I can very well see that. Um, I'm on the borderline of it, too. Like I said, don't know if I would, I would, not don't know, I would definitely not watch this again, but the experience I had watching it was positive, so, um, I don't know. This is a three out of five star movie for me, more leaning towards, like, two stars. (laughs) Um, There were some positive things, but a lot of negative things. And I think the negative things outweigh the positives. But, you know, my opinion. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and I do want to mention really quick, because I nearly forgot. uh, (laughs) I do wish that the movie went more into the history of the Whistler camp, because I feel like that would have been more interesting. They kind of allude to a little bit of the history, but I would really enjoy knowing more about it. I feel like that would make it more horrific uh, to see the history of this place. Um, so that's my last comment, and that concludes the spoiler-free section, and now I will get into the spoilers of the review. starts off with an adult woman driving to Whistler Camp, which is the conversion camp in this movie, and a mysterious figure who is in a mask kills her. And it's very, very predictable. 
And then in the morning, you see a group of people, the campers, arrive at Whistler Camp, which is run by Owen Whistler. He introduces the camp as an inclusive, safe space and promises that they will not forcefully try to convert them into straight and cis people. But then Owen separates the campers into cabins for boys and girls, but there is Jordan, who is non-binary and trans, and is not comfortable going to either. And then Owen assigns Jordan to the boys' cabin, because Owen's a jerk. The group is basically forced to come together into a circle and share why they came to the Whistler camp, and... During this scene, you see a lot of vulnerability, and I think this is one of the best scenes of the movie for the characters because it really establishes the basis at why all the characters are here at Whistler Camp. It really shows you the struggles that they all deal with, and it really develops the characters as human. And so um, that's why I think the characters are the best part of this movie is because they are pretty well developed. They have good actors behind them and they are the focus of the story. So Jordan basically says they made a deal with their religious family to attend for a week so they could legally emancipate themselves. Uh, the next morning, Owen calls out Alexandra for not sharing that she is trans and he makes her go to the boys cabin for dishonesty, which proves right then and there that this is not an inclusive safe space because obviously some of these people are not comfortable sharing that. They're at a conversion camp. Why would they trust you? And so uh, it paints Owen as the bad guy, which he is. So then you see Molly, which is the camp's new nurse, be convinced to give Alexandra her estrogen hormone, which kind of makes you wonder what's going on with Molly. What's what's going on with her? Because she seems to be kind of an ally at this camp and be helping the kids. Uh, and then later, the group is split into pairs and they're handcuffed together and they're told to walk into the woods alone. And then Owen's like, oh, you'll be fine. We'll regroup in the morning. And... You're waiting for something to happen to them because they're in the woods and they're handcuffed together. Also, my question was, what's the point of that? I don't... It, it just seemed random, and so I didn't really understand it. But then in the woods, Jordan and Alexandra see the murderer, who they don't know is the murderer, but they just see them and just ignore them. That's all that happens. No one gets murdered. And you're like, well, what was the point? What was the point of that? And then the next day, the camp's therapist, uh, Cora Whistler, basically belittles members of the group for their sexualities and gender identities, including Jordan, and especially Jordan. This is one of the most disturbing scenes to me. There's one that really takes the cake, but this one is definitely one of those where Dr. Whistler just bites into Jordan, uh, she absolutely just mentally tears Jordan apart by essentially harassing them for being non-binary, and it is really, really triggering if you've been in that place before where someone is really, uh, 
hating you for just being yourself. And so I think that was one of the scenes, even though it's not necessarily a horror movie type thing, I think it was really disturbing. And I think that's what I mean by it being more psychologically disturbing than physically disturbing, if that makes sense. Like there's not, I guess there's gore, but the gore doesn't really, didn't really affect me. It didn't make me upset because like I said, the people who get killed kind of deserve it. None of the campers die, which is, I think, one of my biggest complaints because it was kind of marketed to seem like these kids would be dying and obviously like glad they didn't because I loved all the characters uh, that were campers, not the counselors, but it really made it boring because there was no, once it became clear that only the counselors were dying, it was very just, okay, I know my character, my favorite character is going to make it out, so I don't have to worry for them, and so I kind of lost interest. But then Jordan, this is where the dance break comes in, you guys. Uh, Jordan returns to the boys' cabin, and they decide to cheer him up by dancing to Perfect by Pink. Um, it's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely a a scene. Um, I did not enjoy it. I was, I think that's the cringiest and cheesiest part of the see of the movie and it's I don't know I it was so unneeded it was so unnecessary I don't I think the movie would have been perfectly fine without it it really did nothing for the characters for the plot it didn't it did nothing it was just there and so I don't think that in itself dropped this movie a whole star <laughs> it's so bad um, but then that night, Jordan, for whatever reason, sneaks into the main office and discovers photos that shows the history of Whistler Camp, includes, including trigger warning, give it a few seconds, uh, the torturing of children. And it's not really explained why Jordan snuck in. I don't I don't know. Um, but then Jordan is caught by Molly, the one who gave Alexandra her estrogen pills, and Molly basically says that she doesn't know any, she didn't know anything about this, and she promises to protect all of them. Um, and you're like, Molly, that's a little suspicious. Like, good for you that you're helping them, but suspicious. Suspicious. Because who's dying? The people torturing the kids. So then it became very clear to me that Molly was the, was the killer. Uh, <laughs> and then next scene you see the camp's groundskeeper Balthazar being killed because he was uh watching girl shower because he's disgusting and a pedophile so uh that was nice and then the next day more psychological torture for these poor campers uh the group is divided by gender and so Owen takes the boys to a shooting range while the girls make pies for the boys because don't you love sexism in a horror movie too Jordan basically defeats Zane, which is, uh, he, I'm pretty sure, was he the one that, uh, was gay? He was at the conversion camp and then stayed to help torture kids because, you know, he's a jerk. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's who that was. And he's married to the gay chick who helps run the camp, but I forget her name. But, Jordan defeats Zane in a shooting competition, which is, like, okay. And then Owen decides to be transphobic and, uh, calls Jordan 
by incorrect pronouns. Um, knowing full well that Jordan is non-binary. And then Owen instructs Toby, who loved, loved him. Toby is fantastic. During the dancing scene, I think he, he was the only good part of that dancing scene. Because he himself is just iconic. And he did the Vogue walk during perfect by pink so uh <laughs> i think that was the only good part of that musical number and now i want to forget it so we're not going to talk about it anymore um but basically owen tells toby to shoot owen his dog duke because duke has cancer and the dog does have cancer but it's like that in itself is just so wrong and it's horrible and so he says, uh, trigger warning, this is horrible, that Zane will torture the dog by breaking the dog's legs if Toby doesn't shoot it. And Toby obviously doesn't want to hurt this animal, but otherwise the animal's going to be tortured. So Jordan takes one for the team and kills Duke instead and just walks away. And so that, that was their shooting, uh... That was their shooting activity for the day. And then back to the girls' cabin. Sarah, basically, she's she's the one married to Zane. Tries to out Kim, who you can tell comes from a very... I, I don't know if they're religious, but uh, homophobic family. And she is very, very closeted. She's a closeted le- lesbian. And she's... Kim and Veronica are kind of, you know, they're... Friends turn to girlfriends, I think. Um, but during the scene, another very gross uh, pedophile, uh, Sarah, she tries to out Kim by uh, trying to seduce her, essentially, which is kind of like, she's a camper. Leave her alone. She is a, a child, essentially. A uh, teenager, but still uh, you, you shouldn't be doing that, and so Kim thankfully gets away, and here's your first sex scene, and it's unneeded, I feel. I, it, it's just unnecessary. It doesn't do anything for the plot. It just makes, sex scenes in general and movies just make me uncomfortable, so I don't think it was necessary in this movie, um, but then the really uncomfortable one happens when Gabriel, um, has sex with Stu, who he is a jock who is very, um, very against himself being gay, and he put himself in this camp to, uh, not be gay. And he's questioning his sexuality, so it's really awful because Gabriel turns out to be working at the Whistler camp and being a kind of decoy to, uh, give the counselors a reason to torture these kids and Stu obviously falls for it and Gabriel takes advantage of the fact that uh he is very uncertain and vulnerable and he ends up trigger warning because this movie is full of trigger warnings being tortured and um 
it's... I feel like the inclusion of this torture, while it was the only horrific thing about this movie, honestly, the psychological and physical torture of these, um, the LGBTQ community in this movie, I don't necessarily think it was a good thing to have in this movie. I think it's very triggering and very horrific. Um, I think it's important to recognize that people are horrible to other people and will do this to people because they're prejudiced. Um, the amount that they showed of Stu being tortured was really uncomfortable and unsettling. And it wasn't, like... It wasn't an enjoyable experience watching that. I mean, it was... I like being scared, but that was more an uncomfortable scariness than a fun one, if that makes sense. Uh, because I don't like watching people getting tortured, personally. Uh, so, um... But then Molly, she finds Stu unconscious and quits and says she'll go to the police, which I'm like, why would you do that? And then Owen threatens her, obviously. And then Zane and Sarah are murdered, and so is Gabriel, which I was like, heck yeah, do that. You're, I was here for the murder at this point. Um, And then this is where everyone, all the campers... All the campers find the dead bodies, and they essentially know now that there's a murder. Which, like I said, completely took away the tension and the horror aspects for me, because I was like, well, none of my favorite characters are going to die. All the people that are dying are the people that I hate, so, you know. Um, I wasn't really upset about it, and... Then Alexandra leads the younger members out of the camp, and the murderer is revealed to be Molly, whose real name is Angie Phelps, and the adult woman at the very, very beginning of the movie who was driving to the camp who was killed was the, who was actually Molly. And then you find out Angie was originally a camper at Whistler Camp and was tortured there at a young age, and she made it her mission to close every conversion camp in existence by killing the employees and the owners, which isn't that bad of a mission, but I don't think you should murder people. I feel like you should get them in jail. Uh, (laughs) But Angie attacks Owen, but is unable to kill him, and then Jordan takes Owen's gun, but doesn't shoot, and lets Angie kill Owen herself, and it's a whole thing. It's a very boring ending scene. It's, uh, that's supposed to be the very, the most exciting part of the movie, and yet it wasn't, and then she gets arrested because, you know, she murdered a bunch of people, so, and then the movie ends, and I don't know, I felt like the entire movie was very, just, it was there, it wasn't very interesting, but like I said, the characters were great, ignore Poppy if you hear her, uh, Poppy, um, but I don't know, this movie for me, I think, is a bad movie, but I had a fun time watching it. Um, 
the parts that weren't horrific and unsettling. Um, and But overall, I don't think this movie achieved what it promised to do. I don't think... I think the execution itself was horrible. The script needed some work, uh, especially that perfect red pink scene. That was so unnecessary, and I hated it. It reminds me of uh, Scream 2 when Sydney's boyfriend just breaks out in song in the cafeteria. Like, absolutely not. Horrible. Horrible. Um, but I don't know. There were some aspects that I liked, and I think the idea itself was a intriguing idea and I would have enjoyed I think I would have enjoyed this movie if it was executed like it had been marketed um if this was truly a slasher I think it would have been so much better I think this would have been at least a four star if not five um but I don't know there were just so many things wrong so many things that felt very uh insensitive that I don't know I don't know I think the characters and their struggles was the only thing that really really worked for me and that was actually representation because the stereotypes themselves were like I don't (laughs) they were stereotypes and stereotypes can be harmful so I don't know like I said it's iffy. It's iffy. It's, for me, it's a three out of five stars leaning towards two stars. Um, but I don't know. Go watch They Slash Them and see what you think for yourself. But (laughs) Poppy's walking around right now wanting out. I'll let you guys a little bit. Um, but definitely go check it out and see. Honestly, Maybe don't waste your time on this movie, but if you like uh, summer camps as the setting for a slasher, you probably won't like this movie. If you are a part of the LGBTQ community, I don't, I mean, I was super uncomfortable watching some of these scenes, especially the scenes where the, um, where Stu is being tortured and, um, there's and the therapist is just absolutely demolishing uh Jordan's mental health I think there's some scenes in here that were so unnecessary they were the only horrific scenes because they were so unsettling but I don't think they were necessary they were not necessary to make this movie horrifying I think it would have been more horrifying if it had been executed as it had been promised uh but you know but that is the end of my review of They Slashed Them that came out this year and was directed by John Logan. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please listen to the rest of my reviews on my, on this podcast and check out my blog, Maya's Reviews, at mayagreviews.wordpress.com, where I review all types of books. Um, you can also find me at Maya the Bookworm on Twitter, Goodreads, BookBub, and Book Sirens. I'm on Letterboxd, which is linked down below in the description. I'm also on Tumblr at Maya Reviews. 
Um, if you want me to review your book or want to come on the podcast to discuss a novel or movie, maybe even just reach out to me, you can email me at mayagbookreviews at gmail.com. I do ask that if that if you are reaching out to a review request, interview, collab, blog tour, or anything publicity related, that you check out my publicity request page on my blog first and then email me. Thank you so much for listening and happy reading. Puppy, be quiet. <laughs> happy reading. Oh no, not happy reading. That's, that's the wrong after you guys. Uh, go watch They Sush Them. <laughs>